want you to turn with me to Isaiah, if you would. Isaiah chapter number 58. Isaiah chapter number 58 this morning. And I want us to look here in this passage of Scripture, point some things out to you in hopes that it will be a challenge to our heart. Now, one of the things uh, this time of year that we um, often do, uh, and that is focus attention on missions and uh, kind of get us geared up for that. Well, the service today is kind of a combination of several things. One, uh, it's the first Sunday of 2024. All right, And so you've started off this year well by being here in the house of the Lord. Amen. So we want to maintain that. All right, We want to maintain that. Start, start well and finish well. And do in between well. All right. So that means the whole year through. Do it well. All right. Nothing would be more uh, exciting than when we get to stand before the Lord one day and Him say, Well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now that there's a lot entailed even within that, but you know, I long to hear those words. I, I would hate for him to say, "You didn't do too good, Haskett." I would hate to hear that, um, and I, I don't want that, I don't want that on anybody. And uh, so, you know, it, it it is a goal for for us to try to do well and try to steer you in that right direction. Okay. And so today is a combo. All right, so we got the first Sunday of the new year, so there's challenges we're going to look at there. Uh, what last week, we kind of reflected on the past, all right? So some of the things we need to forget about the past, but a lot of things we need to remember of the past. How many of you remember the day you were saved? You remember that? Okay, that's something you should never forget. All right. How about the sins of the past? How many remember the sins of the past? Oh, we need to forget those. Quit, 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 quit. Right? Jesus did. He forgot them. He said, what are you talking about? I don't remember them anymore. So why are you bringing them up? Does that make sense? All right, it makes perfect sense. That's good biblical sense. All right. So, so it's common. And, and we're going to throw some missions in there too because this, the whole thing, the whole message today is going to involve all of those areas you know, of, of challenge for the new year. We'll, we'll throw some missions in there. I, I can, honestly, I love missions. And, and I, can, I can pick, you know, through, throughout the Bible, find a missions message everywhere in the Scripture. Isaiah is no exception. In fact, his book is so, so phenomenal. So, there's a lot of things that have happened this past year. You know, we got some challenges ahead of us, right? And there's some things that have happened in the last year, last year that, that we definitely want to forget. How many are with me on that one? There's some things that you want to forget. Okay. And there's also some things that you want to remember. Here's the problem. Sometimes we remember the things we need to forget, and we forget the things we need to remember. All right. I said that really fast, but there are a lot of things I want to forget in the past, and then that, that somehow they always crop up. They always come up in the mind. And then the one thing, the, the, some of the things that I want to remember, I need to remember, I was like, you know, there, there's that wall in the brain. It, it just won't crawl over that wall. All right. Well, in this text of Scripture, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah was used of the Lord greatly throughout his, in all of his writings. And Isaiah does some things. He warns, 
He rebukes. He exhorts. I mean, there's some fun, there's some great, great text of Scripture in the book of Isaiah. We we've dealt with some of them during the Christmas season. Seven fourteen. That's great. Nine six. That's wonderful. We get to Isaiah fifty three. Oh, it's an amazing portrait of the death of Christ and all that Jesus Christ has done for us in in chapter fifty three. But here we are in fifty eight, and there's some interesting things that he tells us in this chapter. We're going to back up and look at one verse in just a minute, uh, but I want to read to you from Isaiah 58. We're going to start, uh, where did I say, verse 9? Let's start at verse 9, all right? It's on the screen, so that's where we'll start. All right, so let's start reading verse number 9. The Bible says this, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. That's great. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. Isn't that a blessing? Watch now. Watch now. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted souls, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. Watch verse 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of the paths to dwell in If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, And feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. What does all this mean? Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get into it. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. And Father, more than ever, we need your help today. um, To remember the things that you brought to our attention as we studied and prepared. Lord, that it would challenge each and every one of us for this coming year. We're beginning a new year, Lord, and Lord, we want to start off right, start off well. And we want to handle every phase of this year and do according to thy will. Lord, as you give the guidance, we need you in this hour. I pray that you bless your word and bless the reading of your word. May every heart here be challenged today. May every heart receive something that will be helpful uh, in their lives. I pray that every seat that is occupied today that your spirit would, would move in and through the heart of every individual. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every prophet of God had his moments of writing, of challenges, of warning. Oftentimes, 
we find that they wrote a warning to the nation of Israel because of the things that they were involved with, whether it was idolatry or disobedience or so on. The Lord would, would, would give them a warning. Isaiah starts off pretty rough, the first part. I'm not going to deal with the whole book of Isaiah, but he starts off pretty rough. I mean, he is hammering hard on the nation of Israel because of their difficulties and challenges of being disobedient to the Lord. And he pronounces numerous woes and warnings to them. But then he changes. Chapter 6 changes everything in the life of Isaiah and the writing of Isaiah. He said in chapter 6, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. When he saw the Lord high and lifted up, he said, Woe is me, I am undone. I am unclean. I live amongst an unclean people. And it changed the course of Isaiah's writing from that point in time forward. And so that's when we have... That happened in chapter 6, chapter 7. Remember, I mentioned a moment ago about... He said the, the prophesied about the virgin conceiving and so on. That was Mary. Okay, that was Jesus. We just celebrated that just a few weeks ago. And, 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 and for, further, goes on further. So when we get to this part, what does this have to do? He's, he's trying to encourage the people of Israel to keep that which God has set to be holy, to maintain that holiness. He's trying to get them to reflect on, yes, the, we have those things in the past, and a lot of those things in the past we certainly need to forget. Praise the Lord that God takes our sin and he forgets about them. He says, he says there in Hebrews chapter 10, he says, I will remember your sin and your iniquity no more. Praise the Lord for that. All right. So there are a lot of things, and there are a lot of things. I'm, all of us, I know I've asked the questions a moment ago, a lot of things that have happened last year in the past that we want to forget. Some have faced some things you've never had to face before last year. And, and, and some, some have received blessings. Some last year faced some sickness you didn't think you'd ever have to face. And, and, and some received blessings last year that you never thought would ever happen. Or maybe God answered a prayer or two or ten. I don't know how many he answered for you last year. There was like, wow, I, I'm amazed at what God has done and the blessings that are received at, at his hand. I'm undeserving of that. There's some things that we all know that have happened last year. It's like, man, I don't want to go through that again. Right? Am I right? We don't want to go through that again. Well, how do we face? Here's the, here's the message for today, okay? How do we face this coming year, okay? Approaching the coming year. How do we face it? What do we do with it? What, 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 how can we uh, overcome those obstacles? Uh, how do we how do we Go across those hurdles, all right? How do we face those things, the challenges that we're going to come up with, all right? Or that, that's going to come into our life. How do we do that, all right? So here's what we're going to look at. Go with me. First of all, I want to show you the first thing. Go back a couple of chapters to chapter 56. I just want to read one verse. And this kind of sets the stage for the things that are about to come that Isaiah is getting ready to write. Chapter 56 and verse number 12. Watch what he says. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine and we will fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. What is he talking about here? Here's the first thing. There are, if you would, put it on the screen for me, please, sir. Yes, sir. The expectations we face. There are certain things that we are expected to face in the coming year. Now, Here, this verse, as it sets the stage for us, 
And, and for Isaiah and for the children of Israel, there are two ways that we can look at this. One way is that, you know what? Uh, everything is going to be just the same tomorrow as it is today. Maybe a little improvement tomorrow. Okay, That's one way that some people will look at this. Or one way that this verse may be interpreted. Is that, yes, we'll have the wine, we'll drink the wine, and we'll come in and he says, here, we'll have the strong drink. And tomorrow's going to be just like today. And, and you know it'll be a little bit better tomorrow. But then there's another way to look at it. There's another way to look at it, and, and if it is the, the same, okay, the, the different way that we can look at it is this way. Tomorrow is coming. We don't know what we'll, we'll face on tomorrow, but we know who holds tomorrow, right? So I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. James said it this way. He says, you know not what should be on tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I would like to know what's going to happen tomorrow. We'd love to be able to say, you know, that way we can plan in advance. If something tragic is going to happen, I ain't going there. Right? Okay. If, if I knew that something tragic was going to happen, I would not want to go in that direction. Here's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen on tomorrow, but I love the way the songwriter put it. I don't know about tomorrow. It may bring me poverty. But I know who holds tomorrow, right? Oh, what a day that is, that, that day we're looking forward to. That day that, that, that in the fact that God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows when Jesus is coming. And I know that we've talked about that a lot here recently. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I do know that he is coming. Amen for that. And so I can look forward, I can face those expectations in one way. I can rely upon my Lord to give me the guidance that I need for tomorrow, even though I don't know about tomorrow. For I know He holds the keys to tomorrow. He holds in His hands everything about tomorrow. So there are certain expectations that we face. Now here's a philosophy that is our world is infiltrating, okay? A philosophy and ideology and our society, our culture and all of that. They're, they're trying to push this, this idea that, uh, uh, that, that things are going to be uh, much better as we move along. We're going we're to make things so much better in the days to come. When I look in Scripture, I don't find that to be true. Do you? Did y'all did y'all recognize how many earthquakes there were just this week? Did y'all recognize that? Did y'all see that? I mean, it popped up. Well, I mean, the phones are smart. They got those little things that pop up once in a while. Said major earthquake hits New York. They, they had hadn't hit New York in a long time. And there's another one in California just this week, right? Am I right? I mean, did I miss something here? It was just this week. We, we know that Jesus is coming back. He, in fact, he warns us. He tells us that things are not going to get any better. So how do we face that? Preacher, I thought this was supposed to be an encouraging message because it's the first Sunday of the new year. Yeah, we're getting there. But we've got to face the reality of something here. Things are not going to get better. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, even though the world doesn't get any better, Jesus is always better. All right, and, and because he, he holds our future and he holds tomorrow, I can rely upon him and I can, I can count on him that, that whatever I face in the coming year, this year, 2024, whatever it is that we face this coming year, I can hold on to him and the promises that he's given me.
Amen for that. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. She gave me a glory back there. All right. All right. Learn a lesson from that dear lady back there. All right. Let me show you this. Number two. Number two. There's the establishment of God's favor. Now, when we look at the things that we're going to face or we potentially will face, we obviously are going to rely upon the Lord, right? Okay. So, if we're relying upon God, then we need to or want to uh, be and have established the favor of God. Well, Isaiah tells us exactly how that's going to happen. Look at this, if you would. Verse 9. Verse 9. I turned the page. All right, here we go. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Now, this is connection, of course, with the verse I just read to you back in 56. All right? And all that's in between is, is connected with it. But watch what he says now. He says, thou shalt cry, and he shall say, here I am. Now watch. The word if is a hypothetical or conditional situation. So if we want the favor of God, it's conditional. Is that understandable? Now, God did give some unconditional covenants to men like Abraham. Amen? For that. We're grateful for that. But there are some things for you and I and for the nation of Israel that, that and we can use this as a parallel, all right? I know, I understand that this is not 100% for us, but we can draw from it. We can apply it. We can utilize this to our advantage and in being a recipient of the blessings of God. So there's a parallel that is drawn from the text of Scripture here. So if, conditionally, here's some things that we need to do. As we face the coming year, number one, he says, If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke. What is the yoke? The yoke is that which burdens down. The yoke is, that, is, is something that, that, that connects together or, or ties us in with something. Take away what yoke? When we were born into this world, we, had, we were yoked up with sin and yoked up with Satan, right? And, and, and the only thing that is able to break that yoke or break, break that barrier down is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So I'm grateful that the blood of Jesus Christ can take that yoke and, and, and cause it to disappear or, or break it down to the fact that I am not tied with that anymore. I am no longer yoked with Satan, but I am yoked up with the Lord. Amen. Conditional. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, that yoke is a negative here. We have to read it within the context. Notice the second thing he says. The putting forth of the finger. You know what that is? I am not like Harold Noble. I am not like Steve Inger. I am not like Vincent Ashley. I'm pointing my finger. You know what? If I'd quit doing that and concentrate more on me. Just saying. Sometimes we just need to learn to keep our mouth shut. Sometimes we ain't got business talking about something we ain't talking about. Y'all with me on this? Don't get quiet on me just because I hit a spot. If it's conditional, 
the Lord says, here I am, if you will take away the yoke. If you stop pointing that finger. Oh, oh, there's another one. There's another one in the verse. If you'll stop what? Speaking vanity. You know what vanity is? Nothing. Just empty words. You know, the one thing that I've learned over the years that's not an answer is, I don't know. That is not an answer, is it? I had a young person in my office. It's been several years ago. and I was asking questions and all that stuff, trying to get to the bottom of an issue and all that. So I asked several questions. and it was, Every time it was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Me, y'all know me, right? Me and the little bit of flesh that popped out at that particular moment, about the fifth or eighth time that I heard that, I looked at that young man and I said, that is not an acceptable answer. You do know. You just don't want to, you just don't want to admit to it. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story. Speaking vanity or words that are empty have no meaning at all. That's another conditional part to this blessing. To the establishment of God's favor. Watch what else. Watch what else. I know. I need to let me, let me move on here. Look at this. Verse 10. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. That's a spiritual thing. It can be likened to a physical thing. Those who are hungry. I get it. It, but, but more importantly, this is a spiritual book, right? Everybody understand this is a spiritual book? And so God is more concerned with a spiritual thing. He's under, look, he feeds the sparrow. I get it. He feeds us. Amen for that. Woo! I've eaten good the last month, all right? My suit is tight this morning. I didn't have to squeeze the belt a little bit further than I used to, you know, did a few months ago. Anyway. We eat well and God provides all of that and I'm so excited that he does. But you know what will happen? We can feed 10,000 hungry people and tomorrow they're going to be hungry again. But you give them the word of God. The hunger that he speaks of here is a spiritual hunger. The thirst that he speaks of here is a spiritual thirst because he's talking about the soul. The soul is hungry. The soul is thirsty. There may be somebody here today, you're hungry and you're thirsty. That's why you come to church this morning, because you're hungry and thirsty. You want to hear from God. I'm telling you, God has something for you. He can feel the hunger of your soul. He can satisfy the thirsting of your soul. It is our responsibility and duty, by the way, to help those who are hungry and those who are are thirsty to satisfy the hunger and thirst of their soul. It's conditional. We're trying to establish the favor of God, are we not? That's what we're talking about. Look what else he says in verse 10. Then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as a noonday. In other words, there's going to be some prosperity. And I'm not teaching or preaching this morning a prosperity kind of gospel. That's not it. You give God a hundred and he'll give you a thousand. That is nowhere. You don't find that in here. All he's saying is if you will follow my instructions, then you are going to experience 
in the, in the day obscureness, in the darkness, you're going to experience light. There'll be some prosperity. There'll be some profit to that. But look at verse number 11. Watch this now. Watch this. This is the part that I'm really interested in. This is part of the establishment of the favor. And this is the favor that we need every single day of our lives. He says this, And the Lord shall guide thee continuously and satisfy thy soul in drought. Let me ask you a question. Who would not want that? Who would not want the Lord to guide them continually? I want to admit something to you. After Sunday school, I went to my office. And I shut the door. I didn't cut the light on. But I said, Lord, I need you right now. I walked out that door, walked down here, walked to the platform, and I looked at you all and I said, Lord, I need you right now. We sang the songs and Brother Kyle finished his song and I said, Lord, I really need you right now. But that's only going to come in a conditional way. If. 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 Now, did you notice here in the text the certainty of his guidance? He said, the Lord shall. That's certain. If I do my part, God will certainly do His part. Does that make sense? If I do my part. If I will, uh, what were the things that He said that we need to do? Take away the yoke. That which binds. Now, can I, can I use it and apply it this way? We know that sin binds, right? The Apostle Paul talked about how sin binds. And we're in bondage under Satan. But what Jesus does when he saves us, he releases us from that bondage, right? So even after we're saved, if we sin, it's a bondage that we get, we get yoked up with that we don't need. So the safest thing for you and I to do is to come clean with God. So that whenever we do call upon him, he says, here I am. With me? All right. Look what else he says. Verse 11. Not only will, is it certain he shall, but it's continual. He says, the Lord shall guide thee continually. Now, when, when is that? Is that daily? How about hourly? There's not an hour that He is not near us. As the songwriter put it, I need Thee every hour. See, I know this for sure. I know this looking at this, this audience this morning. Some of you all this, this today, this past year, you've gone through some stuff you thought you'd never have to go through. You know who was there with you? Others who have not faced what you have, some of you have faced this year, others in this room today will be facing those same things that you face. You know that you might be able to be an encouragement and a help to them. 
the Lord will God. I'm, I'm trying to get everybody to understand there's the establishment of God's favor, but it's conditional. We have to do our part. Let, let me show you this one more, one more thing in this verse. He said, he'll make, the, make fat the bones. Now, he's not talking about us, you know, getting large and in charge, all right? That's not what he's talking about. The idea is that the idea is talking about the the satisfaction that we have in a spiritual sense, okay. And then he says this. He says, "And thou shalt be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters fail not." Did you know that each one of us who have been birthed into the family of God have a well of springing water living in us? (laughs) Now. Talk about the favor of God. God's established that favor in us. That well of water, making the bones fat, spiritually being satisfied. All of these things are wonderful things. If. It's conditional. I want, I want God to be able to, I want Him to listen to my prayer. I want Him to hear me when I cry out. Because there's going to be some times, maybe, because I've needed him this past year and he's heard me. And I know this coming here, I'm going to need him again. But I need him to be able to hear me. And if I do anything whatsoever that hinders God from hearing my prayer and my voice, that's on me. I want to make sure that I establish the favor of God in my life for 2024. If. Let me give you one more thing. I want to show you this. Number three. There's the excitement of the future. (laughs) Oh, wow. I can't help but think of what God is going to do in the future. What is he going to do? Well, he's coming back. You know, hallelujah for that. We've been talking about that a lot lately. But I, I want to show you this. I want to show you this. Look at verse, verse 12. And, and, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places and shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the paths to dwell in. All that Isaiah is saying is, is here, there's a, an excitement for the future. The things that have been torn down or torn apart, there is a, the fact that they're going to be repaired and rebuilt. Oftentimes, this is what happened. Remember when Elijah was on top of Mount Carmel, he repaired the altar? And what happened? He, when he repaired the altar, they put the sacrifice on the altar, they doused it with water and all that stuff, built a trench around to catch the water, and God answered the prayer. Whoa, it's an amazing thing. But the altar had to be repaired. First, whenever we start repairing some things in our lives, and you know what they are in your life, you do. Repair some things in your own. The breaches that have been, the things that have been broken, those things that, that have been disestablished, all right, needs to be established again. Those things that have been broken needs to be fixed. And I'm going to say this. Some, some here today, you've broken your fellowship with God this week. It needs to be fixed. If you're going to have and experience the, 
an exciting future with the Lord, that that's got to be repaired. It's got to be repaired. I'm talking about a spiritual connection between you and, and the Heavenly Father. I'm not even talking about other things in, in life. Let's, let's concentrate on the priorities. The priority is between you and your God first. Once that is established, there's an exciting future in store. Between you and God. Well, am I saying that those other things won't be repaired? I'm not saying that they won't. I'm not saying that they will. I don't know. I'm not God. I don't know. I, I, I don't know the future. But I know who holds the future. So, with that being said, if I make sure that I have the breaches repaired in my own life, in my relationship with the Lord, then those other things can be repaired in His time. We'll look at verse 13 and 14. Let me... There's that word again. If I find this so amazing. Watch this now. A lot of times when we talk about the Lord and the Lord's day and all that and how important it is. How many believe the Lord's day is important? You believe the Lord's day is important? You believe it's important to be at the house of God on the Lord's day? It's His day, right? You know, it should be holy, right? Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And I know it, he talks about the Sabbath and so on. But, but in, and a lot of times in this day, in the New Testament, we talk, we always go to Hebrews, forsake not assembling yourselves to the Lord, together as a matter of some is, but so much more as you see the day of the approach. That means we need to meet more often because Jesus is coming back soon. Does that make sense? Not less. More. Watch this. Verse 13, if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Are y'all getting the picture here? Sunday's been turned into um, a recreational kind of day. And the Lord is somewhere in the bottom of the list of things that we do. I'm not saying, I'm not saying when it's work. I, I, I get that. I know some are your own call. I, I get those things. But some, sometimes some people are just lazy. Right, am, am I, I'm hitting a nerve, ain't I? Don't be lazy. Don't, don't be lazy. God, God's not going to bless that. You can't, you can't expect God to give you favor if you're going to be lazy. Right? Young people, don't be lazy. Ask your mom and your daddy, what, what can I do to be a help around the house? They give y'all chores? Y'all got chores to do? No? Yeah? Man, we need to get, we, I, look, I, I've seen some of them shake their head, no, I'm, I'm going to your parents. I'm, well, you, you're going to have some chores next week. Some things to do. You got things to do? You get chores? All right. Y'all wash dishes? Good. All of them? You get them clean? All of them? Okay. All right. Don't be lazy. Ask them what else you can do. 
Be a blessing to your parents. Yeah. You get to choose their nursing home. No, I'm just kidding. Ouch, ouch, ouch. All right. I was meddling then, wasn't I? It, it wasn't in the notes. No, sir, it wasn't in there. Uh, uh, uh. All right, all right. So we got, we got the conditional part. All right, we got the conditional part in verse 13. Watch now. Watch this now. Look, verse 14. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high place of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. In other words, God's saying this. If you will honor me, you will honor my day, let me guide you. There's an exciting future ahead of you. That's it. You know, that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, all right? That's a little... Haskidology thrown in there. But that's, that's what he's saying, essentially, in the text. Honor the Lord. Don't speak your own words. Don't find your own pleasure. Just please God. He says there's, got, there's something for us. We have a great opportunity this year. This year. To please God by allowing Him to guide us safely and continually throughout this year. And I'm going to tell you one thing that's lacking. I've seen this. One thing that's lacking. And that's power. I do believe this firmly with all my heart. If each one of us would concentrate on being a recipient and maintaining the power of God in our lives, then this will not be a problem. That conditional thing won't be a problem. If God's power is reigning and God's presence is reigning in us, when I mean reigning, I mean ruling. When God's power and His presence are ruling and dominating in our lives, then what the words of Isaiah will not be a problem at all. So we have some challenges this year. How do we approach it? We face it with the grace and mercy of an almighty God. Father, we love you so much. We're grateful for your blessings and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share these truths of your word. Lord, I ask of you this morning, would you please, please work in our lives, work in our hearts. The things that you have drawn to our attention, Lord, may we, may we uh, satisfy them with your care over us. Lord, may we approach you with a right heart and attitude and mind, carefully seeking your wisdom, your guidance, dear Lord, a cleanliness of our heart as we face this coming year. May we approach it with great grace, nor may we allow you to be our God. Lord, may we help the situation, not hinder it. There are a lot of things that we can do to hinder your work in our lives. Lord, may we not do that. 
the Lord may we be sensitive to your direction. And as we approach this coming year, dear Lord, may we find an exciting future ahead of us because your favor has been established by us following the directions of your word. We do love you and we thank you. Speak to hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. With our heads still bowed, please, every head bowed, close, eye closed for a moment. Miss Debbie's going to play when she's ready. How many this morning? Did the Lord speak to your heart? Did God speak to your heart? That's it. If God spoke to your heart, you know what to do. This altar is here. Please use it. Please. Look, you started off well this year. You've started off well. Let's maintain that, okay? But the only way that that's going to be possible as we approach this year is to establish those favors, those divine favors that God has available to us. And may God help us to meet the conditions, meet the conditions that He's given to us and He's outlined here in His Word. We, we, have, some, we have some very great and unique challenges ahead of us. I, I, I get it. Now, I don't know what they are specifically, but I do know. I do know they're coming. Let me ask you these questions today. How many would be able to raise a hand and say, Pastor, something happened to me and I were to die. No, without any doubt, I'm knowing to go to heaven. Can you raise your hand? Can you raise a hand confidently? God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Is there anybody here today that would raise a hand? Preacher? 
something happened to me and I died, I'm not sure. I don't know that I'd go to heaven. I know I don't want to go to hell. Would you be honest enough with me to raise that hand and say, please pray for me, preacher, anybody? those of you watching online, thank you for tuning in today. I trust the service was helpful. Pray that it encouraged your heart. Challenged all at the same time. If there's a need that you may have, you can reach out to us. We'll be, get, be glad to get back to you promptly. There's some information on your screen uh, that you can do so. Thank you so much for watching.